0: Test, 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 test,
1: Good morning, all. James True here. It is Friday, and I am glad to see you. It's been a long time, and I don't think I'm muted. I think everything is... As it should be. Welcome to the show. I've got a good show for you today. Got some content. Got some things cooking for you. Assume you guys can hear me. You're not muted. Thank you, Shit Moth. Appreciate it. Shit moth. La poisson de fromage. La poisson de fromage. La poisson de fromage. La poisson de fromage. Some of you are looking for new ideas in history. Some of you are just so obsessed with ideas that arrowheads are a psyop. I've gotten a lot of comments lately. It's like, yeah, James, the whole idea that the Native Americans, all these buildings were there, but they didn't know. And that there's a good reason. Isn't this a fun topic? And I'm working on it. And it makes me want to do other things. It makes me want to take up gardening or scraping the underside of things looking for spent gum. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I know how important it is that we find something different to talk about and discuss. And I know how popular the Archaic Channel is, for example. And I know how mad people who who I care about in my own circles get when I do not embrace this idea. And I'm just sorry. I think that I'm supposed to sputter off and die into a pit of, what What did one of you call it, irrelevance, because I will not discuss more about the ideas that arrowheads are a psyop and that all these things are true and that Cabbage Trains brought us here only three months ago. And the reason why I have trouble accepting that idea it's because it allows all of you to literally forget every zetetic piece of information that's out there and it hurts me to see. I think there is something beautiful about this world and I think that when you and I die, no one will remember us except for that occasional antiquarian. There will be someone out there that will not listen to the hype, not listen to what's popular, and truly want to look at history. That's the definition of antiquarianism. And that when they find that, they will find a history that has names that are hard to pronounce, that has timelines that are difficult to follow. And the mass majority will say, can we drop this and talk about how Care Bears fucked a unicorn and all of us got here? And that there's going to be an audience that is going to love that as much as they love Epstein Temple and is going to love that as much as they love QAnon and there's not a damn thing I can do about it. G19. 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 I will keep entering G19 until my extruder is cleansed. G-code codes. G00 rapid position G01 positioning at a given feed rate G07 set the lathe diameter mode G04 please dwell here G04 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 dwell here right G17 let's select a plane and how how do we go forward right how do you slice history how are you going to look at these things because I just wrote a book called Ark of Baphomet. it has got Probably 30 years of research in it that explains this idea that we come from a uh, polydactyl blend of people, giants as it were. Some of them had six fingers and that the propensity for polydactylism, as you read in my last book, is much higher It's so much higher that it doesn't actually qualify to call polydactylism, having the six fingers, a genetic mutation. It doesn't fit with the numbers. And when you go to the swastika in the Southwest, the great four corners, the most famous swastika around, look at the borders of the swastika and you see. I mean, look at the borders of Four Corners and you see the swastika right there. And, and right there, just, just a few 130 miles southwest is the Hopi center of the world. And covered in all the hills are all of these Native American giant mounds. And not fucking one of them tries to tell you that Manhattan was here. And that the place where bows grow, literally the word Manhattan means the place where wood grows that we can use for bows, had buildings on it. And I get how much you want to believe that. And I know, I see Jason Brassier's numbers. I see how many people watch. I see how many people have said, Hey, Jason, why don't you talk to James True? And I see how many times that will be ignored. And I know it will be ignored because I will not get on the boat. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of you have said, James, you need to stay relevant. Some of you have suggested that in order to stay relevant, I need to be online, live streaming all the time about these ideas. One of which is the fact that no, none of history is true. All of this is made up. All of this has been pre-programmed. We are all living in a simulation and we only have 30 years to live here. And I'm telling you, that kind of juice... It's the same kind of juice that ran the deep state forever. The entire PSYOP that ran QAnon lived on that same idea, which is forget everything you've ever found, researched, seen, touched, or felt. Because the pedophiles are here. And how do you compete with that when you have a pedophile island, when you have actors, when you have a submarine, when you have a satanic temple, when you have an underground ramen noodle shop where they feature the faces of children that have been sexually molested. How the fuck do you compete with that? And the answer is you don't. I am not competing. And you will not see me come out with mainstream news. I will not sit there and say, hey, because what is, oh, totally, the Republicans, like, totally caught the Democrats today and they busted him, or even worse, even worse, the Republicans and the Democrats are both bad and we're going to expose them, as if that helps and we will expose Hollywood because that is exactly what Hollywood was built to do. So why would we expose them? And I'm not going to win. So I want you to know I'm not in that game. I'm not in that competition. And those of you who want me to tell you a story about how some sacred squid came down and flowed up the river and had sex with a actually this sounds like a pretty good story, and had sex with a hillbilly woman, and and that the entire entire creation of redheads came from this one loony fucking chick that swears to God she had sex with a uh, cephalopod, right? I can't do it because zetetically I just have too much data. If you want to erase my brain, we can work on this. And I don't want to lose you, but I'm not willing to make up shit to keep you. I would have done that with uh, QAnon. I would have written a book about how the deep state's going to get it. And that I would have told you about how Trump is doing this and this and this and it just w- it wouldn't have fucking mattered because it would have told you to do one thing, which is just sit tight and pay attention. And you know that's the essence of what we do here on YouTube, which means I am shooting myself in The sixth toe. I'm shooting myself in the foot as I try and compete with this, which is why I'm not. All I can do is come out in the full authenticity of what I bring. And one of the things I bring is an interesting perspective on Athena and Medusa. But if you don't believe in Indians, then fuck off. Because you're not going to be able to listen to this story because guess what? This story predates Indians. And if you've already believed that we're on a fucking cabbage train, you do not need to be listening to stories about Athena. You need to be going down to the cabbage patch and invigorating yourself into where in the fuck you now think this place is because you are believing this stuff. And I don't want to stop you because I do not need your belief to reinforce mine. That's the beauty of where we're at, right? The zetetics of where we're at means I don't need you all to be on board just as you do not need me to be on board, although some of you do. And you will put comments, James, will you please talk about how this is? And I'm like, no, I can't because guess what? When I wake up during the day, I'm fucking alive. I'm not locked in this closet of ideas that says, no, everything is fucking fake except for what this thing says over here. This Mandalorian, and it is Mandalorian, they've always said Mandalorian effect. Some of you think it's Mandala effect and you've been Mandalorian. You've been Mandalorian so long that you're not walking around calling the Mandala effect and you have no idea that this entire time I've had six fingers on both hands. The entire freaking time. Some of you noticed. Some of you have put it in the comments, and I haven't said a word. Why? Because I do not have the comment page up on the screen right now. That's why. And why would I? What am I going to do with my six fingers? I can't type with this shit. Are you nuts? There's this is hard. Anyway, So we do have a good show today. Let me put, are, are you guys even still watching after that rant? Because look, I, I want you to find the channels that bring you joy and find you in, in, uh, interesting information. And I know how popular they are. And I don't want to discourage them. But zentatically, growing up in the South, I happen to know a lot about the Civil War, which means a lot of you that are like, the Civil War totally never happened and they faked it. They staged all those photos. What you don't understand is that I was in Wrinkle Georgia once. <laughs> I was at, I was at, uh, what is April? Terry. I was at Terry's house, April's mom. Terry has this beautiful old southern plantation house, and we were uh, in her kitchen, beautiful. God, the hardwoods in that place. Old, old, old place. She's telling me the story about how they pulled down from the attic this Civil War flag. And it was wrapped up in this, in this role. And the role you could tell was they were trying to actually hide it. And that wrapped in there was all this other history, these letters that were sent home. And I know the whole time we're like, "Oh, all, that's it's fake. And it's not. The reason why it's not fake is because esthetically I've seen it. Now you can say it's manufactured. And we can go to Wikipedia, we can open up all the books, and you can show me all the manufactured history. And I'm like, I know, but all that manufactured history is based on synthetically what's been found. That's why there's 70,000 written documents from Rome. Not all of them have been translated. And when I ask you, will Tell me how, how does this idea of, of cabbage trains cleanse? How does it fit in with the Indians? And you, you've never thought about it. It makes me realize I've done the right call. And so I'm not going to watch that stuff. I, it's not that I'm trying to hide it. It's just that until you can zetetically tell me why I need to ignore my world, because it's not just that story of Terry. I've literally found not just arrowheads, I found the bullets. I found civil war bullets. They're they're lead, they're they're poured. Sometimes they're hollowed out in trees and they're poured into into tree logs. Whatever it takes. And not only do you have all these stories, but you have all these artifacts, you have all these bones, you have all this stuff, and I just can't help but pay attention to that stuff. And the stuff that I'm paying attention to. Do you realize that the Honinashoti, the name in Indian lore, means People of the Long House. Please, please embrace how logical this sounds. Because if there were Roman buildings up, when the people of the Long House, who came up with the name, hey, what do we want to call ourselves? I think buildings are important. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, what do you think you should call us? Well, you know, we gather here out of the rain and this contraption we built, this Haudenosaunee, and it really, this is the building that brings us together. The Haudenosaunee, the longhouse is what, where we all gather. And Frank's like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there was an Indian named Frank back then. Look it up. His name was Frank. It was actually Frank. It was an interesting guttural uh, pronunciation. But they're there and they're like, what are we going to call our tribe? And finally, Frank's friend goes, I think we should name it after this longhouse. And so they do. And they didn't say the tall house. They didn't say the house that has three stories under, under the ground that are made up of windows. They didn't call it that. They didn't say people of the strange house that's made out of stone, that's in some style that we're going to call Roman, even though we don't even know what that concept is. It's not called that. Literally, these people name themselves after architecture. And it just, it sounds absurd that, we, that we're that we going to insist that no, all that is fake. And if you cannot come up with a reason at the beginning, I automatically assume that you're listening to someone that wants to ignore history or doesn't know it. When I say know it, I'm talking about zetetically touch it. James, get off this subject. People love that stuff and you need to, and I want you to enjoy it. I do. But I'm sorry I can't participate. I find it hard to pretend, as I grow older, I'm unable to play certain games, right? I My Little Pony is a tough game. I, I, a five-year-old kicked my ass. She's like, will you play My Little Pony with me? I was out like after three minutes. I was like, oh my God, I want to gouge myself out with this plastic pony. I can't play every game that everyone can. It's a fault that I have. I will admit that. But I do have a good show for you, and I swear I'm not just making that up. Um, yeah, yeah, I might have six toes. I need to get my printer on before you count though. Um, let's, uh, let's get started because I've got something kind of, kind of, kind of cool. When I say kind of cool, I'm talking about, gotta feel bad. I do not want to discourage you from watching it. I just want you to, is it okay if I just only deal with the Zetetic stuff that I've experienced and build my history around that? Is that okay? If it is, keep watching. If it isn't, don't. I understand. I really do. Because I know that there's certain amount of whoring that I've already said no to in this show. And a lot of whoring I do. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm a fucking whore like the rest of them. But there's certain things I don't do, right? Like I don't do backdoor. I don't do certain things, right? One of those is I don't do deep state. Yeah, look, I don't do deep state and I don't deny things that I've zetetically witnessed. That's what I do. I pull up to the car, roll down the window. You got the little chrome plastic thing. You're like, hey, James, you want to get in? I'm like, sure, man. What do you want to do? And you're like, come, what you tell me about? Uh, listen, you know, some things I'll do, some things I won't. That's how it works. That's all. We're going to get started now, I promise. I want I to discuss how, um, how, where does Google Chrome show up? Where's, Where'd you go, buddy? Um, I want to discuss how Mathena, uh, Athena and Medusa are the same people. Athena and Medusa are the same. They're made of people, and they're made of the same people. They really are, and that's what that's what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be pretty cool. We're going to go to, why are you not showing up? Medusa and the Gorgons. Here it is. Had some good mid-journey stuff here. Uh, two as I was looking this up yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Thank you for being here today, guys. If you're wondering where I've been, I have been setting up, uh, in order to prepare for 5-5, I have, okay, so a long time ago, quick story, do you guys have time for a story or do you want me to get right into this? Uh, A long time ago, I'm telling a story anyway, stop me in the comments if you want, Uh, a long time ago. Uh, there was a a dear friend of mine. He is a a dear person still, but I honestly can't say we're friends because he was actually the head of this big hospital. And when the whole thing happened a few years ago with the eugenics program, right? He was on the other side of of where I was at. And uh, it was kind of a big stink. Um, He did not like my position. And to be fair, I really wasn't a big fan of his either. fact i exposed him on the show i say exposed him what i say is i I talked about what happened about our discussion that i said hey have you ever heard of exosomes his literal answer was you sound like a conspiracy nut job by the way james i call the cops on every child that comes into the er that hasn't been vaccinated and i'm like wow wow dude so you're calling dhs on everyone that has a different medical opinion than you. This is why we lost touch. I know it's a brutal story, but that dude has had my CNC. I gave that dude my CNC. What's a CNC? It's a a router. What's a router? It's not an internet thing. Uh, Hats off to Jen. It's actually a physical woodworking device that, that has a bit, and you put the bit in, you turn it on, and it cuts wood. And that I took that uh, router and you invert it into a CNC, you turn it upside down and out the computer, computer, what does CNC stand for? Computer. It controls the, uh, the movement, the XYZ of that router. And the reason why I need that set up is because for five, five, we've got some awesome art that in-person physical art that we're putting for the show. And I need to be able to print out a four by eight foot panel. From my computer and because I did not afford a nice fancy CNC. Trust me, there's like a five figure CNC that I would have bought had we had I done more deep state episodes. But that's okay because the authentic episodes got me the perfect size CNC and I can make these these four by eight panels as long as I can tile them. I'm going to try and tile them into three long eight foot lengths and carve our Egyptian Stuff on them. I can't. Oh, five five's gonna be great. But that's what I was doing all week. Was it wasn't just that, but it's actually setting up the network because the CNC is loud as fuck. Holy shit, that thing makes so much noise. And so you want it in a in a room that and it makes a lot of mess and all the other stuff. And so that that's what I've been doing. So I'm sorry I had to take this week off, uh, but I wasn't even thinking about research. I was only trying to learn G code. It's been a while since I've spoke G code. G nineteen all of you g19 i've just asked you to empty your extruders of any excess uh pla any excess abs some of you have some ninja flex in there way to go g19 g19 get that out of there we will g let's go home now g30 and yes what are you going to do with the props after 5-5? What a good question, NAS. You should come to the 5-5 and see. By the way, you can buy a ticket to 5-5. You can do that right now. It'd be great because I have not sold a book in a week because I have not been pushing my live stream. I have not sold a book in the week. All of my money has been drained out on the CNC. James, get to the show because this is a good one. If if, uh, if you're still skipping ahead, this is the part where I actually start the show. Who are the Gorgons? Have you heard of the Gorgons? Why is my screen there? Who are the Gorgons? The Gorgons was a Greek family. It was a Greek line. One of the most famous, oldest royal lines were the Gorgons. It was a, a beautiful family of sisters. And three of those sisters were the most famous Gorgons of all. And one of them was Medusa. And the other two were What is, what is it doing that? You know what I'm saying? All right. Here we go. And the other two were Ural, loosely translated as Fargoer, and Stetheno literally translated as Forceful. So we have Fargoer, Forceful, and Medusa. Medusa herself translates solidly as Female Ruler. And they were known for being uh, very beautiful, believe it or not. She known for being beautiful. In fact, uh, they were so beautiful that the Gorgons were stocking the temple at Parthenon. That the Vestal Virgins, the Vestal Virgins, some of the finest Vestal Virgins came from the lineage called Gorgon. And the name of Athena, Athena Parthenos, literally means Athena the Virgin. And Athena was known as the Virgin, the very first, okay, not very first, but you and I in our Zedetic history, as we go back, there are very early traces of a Virgin bring us to Athena. Uh, spectral Valkyrie, I think this image reminds me of you, just want to throw that out there. So uh, think about it, Parthenos, Parthena, Parth- Parthenon, Right? That word actually means virgin. And I just want you to think about that as as we're going through here. Now, this dude, Hephaestus, he was the man, first of all, he was a Vulcan, made a lot of cool shit. A lot of famous shit. A lot of really famous magical items that were used through history this dude made. Now this dude He was actually considered lame. Why was he lame? Because he was trying to stop Zeus from raping his mother. All right. Now, this guy who was made lame by Zeus because he was trying, uh, because he was trying to stop Zeus from raping his mother, tries to rape Athena and fails. Hephaestus tries to rape Athena and fails. First of all, how do you fucking fail raping someone? I think it's interesting that that this context, that in this context we're using the word fail, and I think that the fail is on purpose. I think it's for a very important reason, which will gnostically show yourself because you're listening to this show only. And because zetatically, we're not going cabbage. There's nothing wrong with it, though. In fact, I'm jealous. If I had those numbers, I bet Jason Brashears has a 4x8 CNC now. I bet it's in his basement right now and he's cutting frickin' Athena out of foam, XPS, probably right now. So hats off to him. And if I could have done that with the deep state, I'd I'd be Neon Revolt right now. You know what Neon Revolt right, is doing right now? Frickin' yanking his chain in Vegas watching porn. That's what he's doing. And he did all that because he sold you a book about how the deep state is going to save everything because Trump is where we go on, we go all. So the dude who tried to, <clears throat> to save his mother ends up trying to rape Athena, and he fails. Why does he fail? Because there's this concept that has to be conveyed. When you read the literature, the reason why he fails, meaning he failed to impregnate Athena, okay? So we've turned rape into tries to impregnate. Of course, if we think about rape, it's a violent act, right? It's not a reproductive act. So there's a big assumption here. And the reason for that, a big assumption is very important because it pertains to the symbolism of what, what these figures actually mean. It's very important. And we're going to talk about that right now. Now, before we, before we put this together, I want to remind you that Athena what does Athena do? She punishes one of the Gorgons, the woman named Medusa. And do you know why she punished Medusa? Because Mer- Medusa was raped inside the Parthenon. Now, at first you might be, well, that's kind of cruel. And it is. But I want you to first understand that what the Parthenon first was. Because the Parthenon, literally, what does the word Parthenos mean? Virgin. Virgin which means the birth of the Parthenon was as a temple of virginity. Now, some of you think that religion was always like, oh, everyone puts on their tie on Sunday and they go to church, and for an hour they act civilized, then they go out and they leave, and that's not how religion used to be at all. Religion, the birth of religion before Priapus, again, in my book, Baphomet, I really recommend this book. But again, out of this, you saw that religion itself was birthed out of cloistered virgins. Now, gentlemen, I don't need to tell you, but the reason why cloistered virgins were at the heart of religion, because the heart of religion was prostitution. Prostitution. And that the rise of Priapus, the rising of the erection, the rising of Osiris all came from a history that was built on the ritual of reproductive sex again this is heavy in my book arcabathman this reference to reproductive sex ties very strongly to athena and medusa herself so let's let's review athena was tried to try to be raped attempt suffered attempted rape from isphiesus hisphiesius who attempted rape on athena was also lame for trying to prevent attempted rape from zeus athena Having been raped by a victim of someone who was trying to stop a rape, who also stopped a rape, punishes someone else, Medusa, for actually being raped inside of her temple. Now, again, sacred churches built on the idea of sexuality, which means it actually wasn't that crazy of an idea to kill a vestal virgin that had sex. This was actually pretty standard affair. No pun intended pretty standard affair if you're going to be a vestal virgin if you if you if you part if you unparthenate if you unpartheniate inside the parthenon as a Vestal virgin you will be stoned or buried alive or something horrible will happen you will not be fired you will be ritually humiliated and destroyed so that everyone will know that when they come to the parthenia they will only see vestal virgins do you get it now parthenia parthenon athens was a pimp and the birthplace of religion was the birthplace of getting yourself some cloistered lotus right is that a lotus in your pants or is this a religious institution that's basically how it worked right except for those lotuses were vestal virgins right so you see that all these figures had to do with first of all athena was a virgin And all these figures have to do with this religious, I mean, with this reproductive focus on things. In fact, Medusa is considered evil because she's raped. So, what does that mean? Because she came from a world of virgins, which means Medusa, remember, rape here in this instance, because we see that it's called failed rape, Medusa is actually not accused of being raped. Because that would be a crime where there would be a victim and they would be killing Aspheus, right? Aspheus should have snake for his hair, but he doesn't. Which is why Medusa was actually being punished for having a reproductive system. Yeah. A reproductive system. That's really what, what I think was at the heart of what was happening here. Yes, Lilith. Thank you, Teresa. Definitely Lilith. 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 So, Theseus, right? Uh blacksmithing, metalworking, carpenter, craftsman, artesian, sculptor, metallurgy, fire, uh right, all these things um considered lame. But there's something else he's famous for. Asphysius had his own palace in Olympus, containing his workshop with anvils and 20 bellows that worked at his bidding. At his bidding. He could command them. He had an army of automatons. According to Homer, Asphysius built automatons of metal to work for him or others. This included tripods with golden wheels able to move at his wish in and out of assembly halls of the celestial. Did you fucking hear that? This included tripods with golden wheels able to move at his wish in and out the assembly hall. Of the celestials and servant handmaidens wrought of gold of the semblance of living maids in them was servants in the semblance of living maids, made out of gold, golden vestal virgins in them was understanding in their hearts and speech and strength, gift of the gods they moved to support Aspheestus while he walked, pimped asphestus was a pimp, had golden bitches that helped him walk and golden and silver lions and dogs at the entrance of the palace of Aquinos in such a way that they could bite invaders. These guard dogs did not age or perish. Now, this is about to make a lot of sense because, do you know what else this did besides all the things? He produced Pandora. Now, if you've been watching James Drew Live, you may have remembered that Pandora is Eve, what say what Pandora is Eve? And when you trace back uh the idea of Pandora, you find a dude named du Du Ducalion it's spelled Ducelon Deusalon, but but a lot of people call him Decalion and the, and that Decalion gave birth to Pandora by dropping stones. Over his shoulder, dropping rocks over his shoulder, but he couldn't look at them. We're going to get to this. But before we get there, I want to tell you about Parthenogenesis. There is that word Partheno again. And the reason why this is important is because Athena was born. Parthenogenically. In Greek mythology, Athena was believed to have been born from the forehead of her father Zeus. In some versions of the story, Athena has no mother and is born from Zeus's forehead by Parthenogenesis. In other words, in others, such as Hesiod's Theogony, Zeus swallows his consort Metis, which we'll get to, who is pregnant with Athena. In this version, Athena is first born with Zeus then escapes from his body through his forehead. In both cases, though, Athena is birthed fully formed, fully grown, and fully clothed. All right. So Parthenogenesis, what is that? From the Greek, Genesis creation, a natural form of asexual reproduction, not rape. It's called selfing. If you've watched the show, we've talked about that. It's literally the term is called selfing. It's like, go self yourself. If you tell somebody to go self yourself, if they don't know what you mean. You get to snicker because you're literally telling them to go reproduce themselves through, uh, you know, playing with their gamete. now without combining with another gamete, these are able to reproduce through parthenogenesis and this is a self-replicating kind of spread this is early greek mythology too right so the parthenon the most famous building in greece the parthenon is named after this idea of not just virginity but this virgin birth, this asexual reproductive art. Now they didn't know this word back then, but you and I would call this meiosis. In fact, in ancient Greek, meiosis means lessening. Why is it lessening? Because if you compare meiosis to mitosis, you see that meiosis is a reductional division. You can see how the DNA Uh, combines and separates differently under meiosis that that after meiosis occurs when the cell divides each of the daughter cells that are produced has less less than its originator those of you uh, listening to podcast on the left I've got a diagram of meiosis showing the cells splitting and that each of the daughter cells only have one pair of chromosomes. While on the right, the mitosis is a type of cell division that results in two daughter cells, each having the same number and kind of chromosomes as their parent. It's not a reductional division. Mitosis is not a reductional division. It is something different. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that meiosis is the entire Titan story. All of the Titans, Athena, all of them. Anytime you're reading about rape, and springing forth from someone's head and failed rape, you were watching The Oracle of Mythology. James! What's the Oracle of Mythology? The Oracle of Mythology is the idea that the truth is in the room, and that man, before he even has a scientific understanding of something, will put the the truth in the room through his mythological stories. And the Titan story is telling you the birth of the zygote from creation on. So too is the Garden of Eden, so is the gardening of the cherub, so is the Ark of the Baphomet, so is the Ark of the Covenant, so is the Ark of the Chimeric, four-cornered, Twins inside of twins is the same meotic meiosis type cell division thing that tells the whole story. And I can't inject the whole book right now, but if you would read and more importantly buy my book, Archibaphomet, today, right now, you would know. By the way, if you buy Archibaphomet on True, I automatically sign your copy. If you buy it from Amazon, I will not sign your copy because I do not even see that story. But it's all there. I'm only giving you this one little part. When you look at the Titan stories, right? Yeah, Zeus is hanging out and his fucking knee fell off and this child jumps out of his knee, right? Zeus is reductionally reproducing. Why does Zeus kill his children? Why is Zeus so worried about his children? Because all of them are reproducing under meiosis, not mitosis, meiosis. And so every time Zeus splits, he becomes less. And when you look up into the sky, the entire constellations above you has the largest constellation ever has been reduced from Zeus. It used to be Zeus. It used to incorporate Spica. It used to incorporate uh, the great bird, the great eagle, the scorpion. All of those were combined into this massive constellation that literally ate the entire fucking sky and included Orion. And that this Zeus was meosified into separate bits, which is why he got so pissed all the time. He's like, why are you tearing off my genital? It's like, cause you need a child. It's like, but I'm happy. I have my own things. I have a shop full of one-eyed Vulcans that make golden fucking vestal virgins for me. Why would I want to change? And so you see that fight, the titanical fight which is embracing this idea of meiosis becoming mitosis and the truth is in the room because it has no other place to be which is why we will always see it through the oracle mythology the fall of the titans takes about 30 hours after fertilization and marks man's first conversion from meiosis to mitosis that's why when you look at the story of the titans it's always the same these guys were eating each other They're in the most powerful things that they were bigger than us all because the entire life form of you was inside of a zygote, that first primal cell. And inside that cell, when you're only one cell, all you have is it eating itself. The zygote is eating itself over and over because the Elohim or the Titans, the same freaking thing, spent 30 hours falling. This is the fall of the Titans because it took 30 hours. 30 hours after fertilization, meiosis finally stops. The madness of the Titans eating each other finally ceases and mitosis can begin. And all these attempted rapes are this attempt to find another way to reproduce and the Titans couldn't do it, which is why they fell. And they gave birth through the power of Promethean fire. They gave birth to mitosis, bitches, mitosis, the idea that we could reproduce without losing a kneecap, without losing a piece of our body, and man was formed. This is what it means about the tried and failed to rape her. Tried and failed to rape her because Athena was this titan, a virgin titan, by the way. There's a fascinating abstract in, uh, in PubMed and this abstract hasn't read my book, Technology Belief, where I explain that Medusa was raped by Perseus in Parthenon, and the reason why uh, Perseus was 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 uh, heralded for that is because Perseus was the birth of this mitosis, this first initial mortal man, and he was given all these gifts by the Titans, right? Golden shield, golden shoes, golden this, golden that, right? Because The titans knew that they were going to fall. The titans knew that the zygote must become the man. And that by stopping their titanical ways, that mitosis can begin and a new kind of life will start. And this really is at the heart of this idea of turning to stone. What is that all about? What is that all about? Now, in technology of belief, I explained to you quite quite naturally that the concept of looking at Medusa and turning to stone is the concept of keep in mind that the face is a functional MRI. That's always running at all the time. And when you see my face, you were tapping into it. If I could see yours, we'd be tapping into each other and we would begin to regulate instantly. We wouldn't have a choice. Our faces would regulate off each other. This functional MRI is how we communicate. It's how we connect. And that every tragedy and every joy is instantly conveyed on the face and that Medusa was raped so horribly. It was the first rape ever in recorded history because everyone was a titan then. She was living her dream as a Gorgon Vestal Virgin. And when she was raped, she was unable to do what Athena did, which was stop it. And the horror of what she felt is shown on her face, and when you see her face, you're seeing the pain of the very first rape, and it turns you to stone because you empathize with her. You empathize, but why stone? Why stone? I used to just think, well, it's because, you know, fright, flight, freeze response, all that stuff, right? That the aperture itself uh, of the pain of that would, would give you pause to freeze, which, which could be. I, I like that interpretation, but I found some more data and I wanted to show it to you. I found some more stuff. Sounds like he's confusing John Levi with archaic. I don't know, Michael. I don't know. But let's just talk about this. James clearly never looked into our... I've told... Jesus, Michael. I just led the show with, this is why I do not watch blah. And now you're telling people, hey, this guy doesn't watch blah. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. I just fucking explained that. I just explained that. I should not be looking at chat right now, should I? But damn... Sounds like he doesn't actually watch what he just said he doesn't watch. Yeah, I know. And when I do, I literally heard an idea about, did you hear that a squid came up the Mississippi River and blah, blah, blah. That's literally the last thing I heard. And I'm like, no, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. I didn't. Go fucking watch it. Holy shit, dude. All right. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should stop and just do this. Let's just do this. Fuck. Wait. Wait. Why talk about Medusa? It's not real anyway, right? None of this shit's real. None of it. So so why are we even talking about it, right? Why? And plus, isn't it going to reset? The next Phoenix event is what? In five hours, right? So what's the fucking point? Seriously, what's the point? Why are we talking about it, Michael? Why don't we talk about that? Let's talk about the deep state more. Let's talk about the fucking deep state. Let's do that breathe i am breathing bitch this is me being authentic guys stop insisting that i be authentic And what your definition what you really mean is could you please stop stop having feelings stop it stop fucking telling people that that they can only be normal if they're like tepid take your tepid shit and go away talk about medusa okay amanda You guys are either really encouraging me or really discouraging me, and you're doing it at the same time. James clearly doesn't do any research, clearly. James clearly doesn't do any research. I was going for... I, mean, <laughs> I swear there's a show here. Um, I swear. In fact, th- the fact that I'm explaining this to you right now about Athena Medusa, and you really even want to fucking go there, kind of shows me that you don't, you're afraid of learning something new. Which is why you have to insist, oh, well, clearly he, the, he doesn't watch the dude. He just said he wasn't watching. And now 45 minutes later, i figured it out that he's not actually watching. Him. And you have this like, <clears throat> right, this amorphous Titan birth. Sorry, I wasn't on camera. Then I was trying to show you how a Titan gave birth to uh, Athena. He's like, bitch is in my head, said Zeus. Bitch is in my head. Gotta get that bitch out of my head. Right? It's a story of every man. Right? God, we need an interlude or something. Yo. Stop talking about stuff that zentatically is incongruent with what you found. Because there's Medusa, yo. And there's Athena. And they're the same bitch. But I can't tell you because you want to talk about archaic and say, oh, James doesn't watch that show. Oh, I should leave a note. Who cares about Athena and Medusa? I can say, hey, you're not listening to someone else because someone else said something. Oh, my God. James isn't listening to what someone else says. Cassalon had a baby he threw a rock over his shoulder and said don't look honey that rock is going to become a human every human on the planet was born when Noah took a stone and threw it over his shoulder Medusa and Athena were polygenic Okay. Yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, when the bisexual Balderson twins or, or Benjamin twins, uh, bisexual homesteaders, uh, were shitting on Archaic, I was literally there uh, defending him. Just want to point that out. Just want to point that out. I have no business in. Shitting on anyone else's work. I'm just telling you why I find it very difficult. Because of the same reasons why I found Deep State and QAnon so difficult. It's just me. It's all. It's just me. I just have trouble with that stuff. Because I fucking love reality. I just love it. I love zetetically finding things and keeping them in my spirit. So, this idea of Medusa and Athena... Let's see, what's next? Turning to stone as a result of invoking mitosis. I want to remind people that a Gorgon, the word itself uh, literally means uh, like grim or dreadful. And it it's, uh, comes from a Sanskrit word, apparently, gar- garjana. Guttural sounds similar to growling of the beast. And that this idea of the stone and the beast has a lot to do with each other because there's a change of psychology. If you remember through every single story of the giants, you read about these carnal, over-sexualized, rapey, uh, incestuous dudes that suddenly died and suddenly changed. And the entire time the God is telling you the story, well, we had to change because of how vulgar they were. And that something new needed to be developed. And so this idea of it being grim, dreadful, or vulgar is built into our genetic past because epigenetically, we're remembering the time. God, hold on to your hats. We were remembering the time when we are progenic. We remembering the time when we were hermaphroditic, that when you go back to the zygote, you find that the very, very first thing that you did, the first thing that you lost when you were born, the first thing you lost is your, the opposite of the gender you chose. And when, when, if, if, or chose, or if you don't want to believe in choose that fine, I don't care what I don't want to get lost in there, but. When you define your gender, what really is happening is that the zygote inside the cell, the zygote decides for, decides that you are either going to be a male, I can't do this with six fingers, or a female. And this, I'm getting ready to show you this, this decision was based on your titan wall your Titan wall, that when you first formed your zygote, your Titans formed a wall around your zygote inside. And that the cells that were on the outside, facing the outside, those were deemed male. And the cells that were facing the inside, those were deemed female. And this is your very first... genus or I mean, uh, your very first gender. Gender doesn't mean sexuality as much as gender means like one or the other, right? And that the very the very case of male versus female occurred in the very first time that you built your city walls. You knocked down shitty wall, you built shitty wall. The Titans built the infrastructure for your cell. and all of the cells that are on the outside, those are male and on the inside are female. And there's that's your very first sex. And from the moment you sexed, Because think about it, meiosis doesn't change, doesn't change. But when you, mitosis, sex is invoked. Why? Because it's your 23rd, your 23rd pair. You don't have a choice. If you want to avoid the Titan ways, the only way that you can have what Zeus didn't have is to agree to be a boy or a girl. Or there's a third gender. James uh, there's a third gender, but there literally is. I'll let you look it up. You can figure it out. Or you can uh, read my book or check out my old live streams. But what is this concept about? You can't look so the stones will turn into humans. What am I talking about? When Noah, who again, uh, 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 Deucalion and Pariah were the figures of Noah and his wife. And that Ducalia and his wife, Pariah, uh, in order to give birth to the human race, they were told to take stones without looking. This, is, this ties into Medusa. Without looking, they were to take stones and throw them over their shoulders. And if they did not look and they threw that stone over the shoulder, the stone itself would become human. What the fuck, right? It's the exact opposite of Medusa. What is this? The exact opposite of Medusa. These guys are. These guys were told, yeah, take a rock, throw it over. Take a stone, throw it over your shoulder. Do not look at it, and it will become a human. What is Medusa? Story Medusa. Look at a human, and they become stone. Okay, Medusa, Deucalion, Pariah. These are uh, progenetic meiotic uh, selfing selfers. Hermaphroditic or androgyny. I don't know exactly the word to call it because you can't really say it's hermaphrodite or androgynous because they're pre-sexual, right? They're asexual. You can have both genes, by the way. Some of you are still looking that up. You can have both. Believe it or not, there's a gender where you have both. And you can you can call it a a mutation. You can call polydactylism mutation, but it's not. And I don't, it doesn't matter. It, it's, I don't need people to believe there's three. I'm just telling you there were. Um. So this is the opposite of Medusa. And when you really hang on to your hat, you start to realize that this is not the first time we've heard this. Unfortunately, James True believes that there's this thing called history, Native American culture. I'm sorry to do this. I know Michael's like why are you talking about native Americans when Jason said that it was James you're confusing John Levi. It's like, okay, dude, but I still need to talk about history. that Zetetically is there. <laughs> I just don't have a choice. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm doing it again. I'm talking about history that's there, but I want you to think about what Athena really is because when you think about the birth of Priapus, you have a sexual religion that's rampant everywhere. As my book tells you, most of the old churches were just gaping vagina holes above the entrance. Not kidding. Made out of stone, by the way. Just an ironic ironic point. But all these stone figures of sexual parts were adorning most of the churches. And and as human ego grew, it became less wanting to be so vulgar, right? And now we have... uh, promiscuousness is considered the uh, anti-aphrodisiac right and so as culture arrived we became less and less vulgar and i want you to see right here that this uh old relic of athena she has a horn and what i'm talking about a spear and she has a wing her helmet has a wing and her Spear has a horn. And every time you will see Athena, you will see Quetzalcoatl. What? Quetzalcoatl, the horned serpent. I'm telling you, Athena and Quetzalcoatl are the same thing. Why do I know that? Because Quetzalcoatl created fire who else created fire prometheus right quetzalcoatl created fire and the first male and female humans what did prometheus do gave birth to the first male and female human beings who were these people they were no another name for them De- deucalion which is telling you that quetzalcoatl is the same fucking thing but oh but native american history is real so we can't talk about that so you're going to miss it all you're going to miss all the syncretism because you're cabbage train which fucking sucks but those of you who are still here, you know about Native American history. You know about Mexican history. You know about the Mexicas. You know about the Aztec. You know about the old, old, Olmecs, the Toltecs. All of them have this concept of a Quetzalcoatl giving birth to man and woman. And what is Quetzalcoatl? A horned, plumed serpent. Wings. Wah, wah. Consider the god of war as part of the god of war. Athena is the god of war. These are the same figures doing the same thing, giving birth to this my. Mitosis, blended sexually fertile people this is the birth of pam this is the birth of baphomet this is the birth of ben Abjedet from egypt this is the birth of what's the other one james uh, no that's not it anyway we will look it up later but all of these creatures are pointing to the exact same idea of this miasus becoming mitosis meiosis becoming mitosis. The birth of humans was the birth of fertility, was the birth of sexuality. And before that, you had women that had horns. What is a horned woman? They mean she's got a penis. A horned woman means she's got a penis. And and all of the old relics, look at the old streams that we went into with the, the giant stuff. You see this horned female, the bearded female. Keep in mind, we talked about this last time on the show. The cult of Athena was a bearded virgin cult, a virgin cult of bearded women. And what did they do to protect their village? They literally said, we're in danger. We must grow our beards. Literally said that. And tap into their sacred masculine, right? And the birth of fertility was a birth of this new way, this new world. And it required Titans. It required Quetzalcoatl. It required what we would call immortals to be here. What does an immortal really mean? Someone that does not need another person to reproduce. A self-Selfington, right? Someone who can self themselves. They take themselves out to a movie, right? Valentine's Day. Buy yourself flowers. Buy yourself flowers. Be a Titan. And come home and pull your kneecap off. Say hi to your kid. It's a different time then. Gorgon here, bearded female. Here's a Gorgon, bearded female. Athena. Cult of Athena had beards. And here's these Gorgon chicks with beards. Now, to the right on the screen, you see Medusa... With Athena wings on her head. She's got Athena's wings on her head. What is the difference between Athena and Medusa? Athena was tried to be raped in the Parthenon and failed. Medusa was raped in the Parthenon and was punished. These are the same person. These are the same person. And the stone is the same call to to do, uh, Decalion. Does anyone... Can someone type, holy shit, James, I've never seen that, that's cool, fuck Michael. Can someone type that in the chat? Because seriously, this is really cool. James, don't say things are really cool. It's never cool when you have to say things are really cool. But it's really fucking cool when you start to look at this and really start to see, holy shit. This is all the same figure. You were looking at Quetzalcoatl right now in Greece. That's a Greek plate chips and salsa, right? It's a Greek plate. You see the swastika in there. You see the beard. You see the horns. (laughs) You see the winged. And all of that is a Gorgon, a sacred virgin. What is a sacred virgin? Someone that reproduces through meiosis. Right? Right? Thank you guys. I appreciate the, uh, encouragement there the horn serpent I did an episode all about this it is called episode Duke open source episode is called the serpent in the ray the serpent in the ra- no it's the serpent in the rainbow and you guys may Remember this? It was episode 332. If you want to look that up a lot, but holy shit, guys. This horn serpent is everywhere. Actually, I'm going to show you this real quick. This thing is everywhere, this horn serpent. This is not like a light thing. It's a sutil, uh, a wanyu, a jodi kwando, <laughs> a, a missiganapik. All of these, right? Missiganabig. Uh, oh, this is made up, by the way, because it doesn't have the cabbage story in it. Oh! Choctaw, Chickasaw. All of these have the same plumed horned serpent, and the rattlesnake, I think, means war. Some of these will have... It, it, this is Athena. You're looking at Athena right now. Abenaki. Ukteni. Or this is actually Uktehi. Ukteni is another one. All These every freaking tribe which I know doesn't count because they aren't real, but every freaking tribe has this same icon. It's weird though. The icon isn't a giant building. It's, it's just a snake. Manito. Horned serpent, right? Whoops! don't play. Don't you play. Don't you play. Don't you do it. Thank you. All of these. So you can check out that episode if you want more. Oh, just about that. But it's it's everywhere. And, oh my God, I forgot to put this slide in. Oh my God, I forgot to put this slide in. You're watching James True Live happening live. Pharaoh, sarcophagus, vulture, cobra. Look at this, guys. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. James, what are you getting ready to do? James, you're scaring me. What are you getting ready to do? Why are your pants off, James? James, your mouse is gone. Where's your mouse? Sometimes it does this. It just disappears. It's always happening when I'm live. It just decides. Yeah, no more mouse for you. There it is. James, what are you? What are you doing? And I'm trying to show you this. Oh my God! I should have just done this. Here, right and click, open image in new tab. Do you know what this is? It's a plumed serpent. It's Quetzalcoatl right there. Right? Look, there's my. It's quetzal right there. right there and it's 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 built into the sarcophagus right this idea of the serpent and the eagle or the vulture in this case the flying serpent athena medusa let me see here this one and slideshow whoops Oh, there, uh, here's Athena's cap, ram horns. She's got horns on her cap. She's also got an Egyptian Sphinx on top, but that Sphinx, if you read my book, Archibaphomet, you know that that Sphinx is the Chimera. I don't know why we wouldn't talk about this on another show unless I was, maybe people knew that I wasn't going to be down with like accepting this idea that all of us are orphans and we're going to fucking die because we don't recognize the buildings were always here and and what is on the right this greek vase there what is this this is athena and what's what's on athena's back athena's entire back is made of snakes it's her dress is made of them too it's it's all right there but you have to look at it medusa Uctana. Quetzcoatl, three very different areas, all telling you the same story. Quetzalcoatl, the father of humans, Medusa, the father of humans. I don't know if Uctana, I, I, if you watch episode 332, I think that was the number I just showed on the screen, you will find, I'm going to say at least 60 tribes that Many of them were not necessarily in, anywhere in contact with each other. Still had the same idea. It's just profound. It's profound when you find that in pristine culture. One of the best things that we have historically is pristine, pristine culture. Right? You know what that means, right? That there are certain cultures that uh, that have that 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 looks from what we can gather that they've had no outside contact. And it it gives you this beautiful honesty, this beautiful authenticity into what they worship, because you get to see it through the unprying eyes of pressure from other places. And you learn so much about this figure. Athena is never going away. And when you tap into the truth is always in the room. And when you tap into the person that tried to rape her had golden robots that obeyed his commands, and that this is in a time when they were asexual; they were trans, fucking, human. They were transhuman, and that they had a fall, and that that fall eventually led them into something that you and I know as mortality, and that they would only know as some sort of carnal, weird ritual. Where instead of selfing, people have to smear their genitals on each other to reproduce. And that the truth is always in the room because the future is the mythology that we see now. And that we will, whether we want to or not, reach our polydactyl state again. Simply because the fashion will insist it. I guarantee you the fashion will insist it. As technology grows, we will want this stuff more and more inserted we, will, we are already genetically modified. We are genetically modifying ourselves every day. There's nothing you can do about it. A lot of you are hard asses. Some of you are bisexual homesteaders. And you're like, well, everything's evil unless I say it's good. And you are fucking already lost. You're already lost. That's why I don't care. Because you do not see where this place is going. You do not understand the importance of what technology does. Technology is literally the fiber which turns man into God and turns God into man. And there will be a time. Oh my God, James just compared God to man. Yes, I did. I did. And you know what? I would compare your child to, to the adult that he will become when he grows up to. And neither of those are sacrilegious. If you're the kind of person that thinks that your children need to stay retarded children, I don't want you anywhere near my kids that having a child and expecting that child to be better than you is a sign of a healthy father and having a child and insisting that if they reach too high that they should be punished by some sort of Yahwic god makes you a fucking asshole do you understand and when we see ourselves collectively as a species you know that transhumanism has been here since the time one of us said hey Don't do that. Dig a hole first and then put your poop in there. Then cover the hole. That the second that happened, a dude said, well, how do I dig a hole? And all of a sudden someone said, hey, I got this great stick. It's 1995 and it digs the best poop holes you've ever imagined. And it's endorsed by so-and-so. That that is transhumanism that started a long time ago. That the clothing you wear makes you transhuman the clothing you wear and you can deny it all you want. I don't fucking give a shit. I really don't care because I know there's too many deep staters out there anyway. that are just like, tell me a story about the deep state. And you're going to hear this story about, tell me a story about how all is the pedophiles fault. You gonna know, fucking and tell me a story about how all the transhumans are the problem. And you're never going to get it because you're not here to get it. You're here to reproduce just like the Titans. And so reproduce because your kids will get it. And your kids will marvel at how close minded you were because we got to stop the transhumanism agenda. It's like, bitch, you going to fucking Lowe's, going to the hardware store to come back home to, to, to beat the shit out of Babylon as you build more Babylon. Right. You, you going out to your ranch and buying pristine land that's never, never been touched. The Parthenon of land itself and deciding your way of defeating Babylon is to build a fucking house here proves to me, the transhumanism, that you're a transhumanist too, and that every single thing that we are doing is reaching this Mount Olympus. And the moment we get there, spoiler alert, the moment we get there, we will say, get me the fuck off this place. I want to go back to fucking. I want to go back to fucking. I swear to you, that's what happened. And it will happen again. And it will happen again. And it will happen again. Why? Because resets are real. Yeah, you heard me say it. But if you're going to sell me on a hundred year old reset, you're asking me to call my great grandparents a fucking liar. And you're asking me to believe someone else who I've never met. And you're asking me to believe that person who, when you ask them about this, what about the record, they have no fucking response for that at all. This is the only defense you have is to insist that this is all deep state bullshit and that none of nothing is good. Right. It's an inflammatory response is what it is. I am doing a lot of preaching today. Am I right? Preaching on a scale of zero to 10. How much preaching am I doing? I'm doing a lot. Doing a lot. I must admit. By the way, I know just have six fingers. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. All right, uh, we see people are recommending other channels now, right in the middle of this one. Thank you, Eternal Academy, you fucking asshole. Just kidding. I've really got some some attitude, though, don't I? Man. By the way, uh, the 5.5 five is now also going to take place on 5.6, and we're calling that the Afterthought, which is a brilliant name, or Afterthought. Uh, both names are brilliant. I don't really, it, both of them work, so Afterthought, parentheses H, probably is the best way to say that. Uh, If you do not have your tickets, you should get them now uh, because it would really help because this CNC is not going to cut my fingers off by itself, which is why I have six now. Just want to say thank you for that. We have an airship today at 1230. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Amaret did. She says, epic episode. Thank you, James. Thanks, Sark, for the thingy. Ooh, got a little thingy from Sark. We probably are doing a high magic tonight, but because I've been uh, writing G code. I have not even said hi to Sark all week. So if Sark is down and if Mo is down, we are doing it. Debbie's in the house. It's good to see her too. I missed, uh, on Wednesday and I miss you guys. I'm looking forward to airship today, but I was way too loopy and asleep to even stay awake during that part. Uh, is that all we have? Yes. I think that's all we have for now. Uh, like to thank you all for being here. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sark is down. We will see you for high magic tonight. You wonderful people. Uh, Anyone that I've offended during the episode, uh, 99% of you would like to say sorry. Uh, We'll just leave it at that. So, (laughs) yeah. Guys, enjoy your research. Listen to any idea you want. Embrace it all. Fucking listen to NASA. Go watch the ISS feed. I will still, still, still make room for you. Because my cosmology... Is just that. It's just mine. I'm a homunculus earther. There's literally none of us around, okay? that We don't even have a conference, right? We don't even have a conference where all of a sudden the person that leads the conference like purposely tries to blackball people. That's how small the homunculus movement is. If we if we get bigger though, we will have a homunculus earth gathering. So there you go. Uh, Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Dora Monica, appreciate that. Someone else gave me a super chat. And I cannot scroll up high enough to see, but thank you. Oh, my goodness. I got some major super jets in Rockfin. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Did this guy kill Inigo, Inigo Montoya's dad? <laughs> yes, I did, Aram. It was me. Holy jeez. I got so many great super jets in uh, Rockfin. Thank you so much, guys. That really helps. That really helps. That's, uh, that's great. That's great. All right, guys. Love you so much. Eternal Academy. Much love from Bill. Much love to you, Eternal Academy, uh, and, and everyone in Belarus. And uh, we will see you guys next time.
0: I'm not going to sing.